Hi, Posse. It's Kim. Today, I am really excited to introduce into the Posse, Margaret Miller. Now, from browsing online and doing a little bit of research, um, I see that Margaret is a college artist. Um, She creates lots of amazing art that's just so fascinating to me and that's why I'm really keen really excited to have her here today because I I feel like I need to know more about it I don't know much about this kind of art other than what I've seen online so I'm really looking forward to picking her brain uh so Marguerite thank you for joining us here in the posse thank you for having me I'm glad to be here it's my absolute pleasure so let's start with the big question who is Marguerite Miller Well, I am a collage artist who likes to use vintage papers in my collages. Mm -hmm. I've been doing it for about five years, which is not very long. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. And before uh, art, I was a technical writer working in IT, writing user guides for for IT companies. (laughs) Wow, that's a massive pivot. Yes, it is. It is. And the big pivot happened after I had babies and uh-huh. was staying home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very common, very common. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, are you? Do is is art your like full time job per se? Like popping aside you as a mother and all the rest of those things. But do you earn money? Do you sell your artwork, or is it all just for you? It, it at the moment I well I should say I started selling um, books about a year ago mm-hmm. um, and the kinds of books that I sell are well my main my main the main book that I I sell is a collage weekly planner which okay. is every week is an assignment for creating a collage and mm-hmm. it's done kind of in a, in a planner over 52 weeks. Yep. And um, this encourages people to create on a regular basis. Yeah. So I started selling this back in November. So, which is about six months ago mm-hmm. and um, I've sold over a thousand copies, which I'm wow. really thrilled about Yeah, that's because amazing. Because it goes to show that there's people who are interested in doing this. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I really love is teaching about collage art because it made such a huge difference in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I really want to encourage others to be creative and to be active and not just watching YouTube videos of other people creating, but to actually physically do something. And that's why, that's what this, what my planner is all about. It's about having assignments every week, doing them, and getting into the habit of being creative with collage art. I like it. That sounds really, really cool. And it sounds like a really great way to get people to be to be creating. And I suppose probably sometimes, especially if you're still new to whatever the whether it's art in general or just, you know, a different type of art than what you're used to, sometimes it can feel overwhelming because I know people you often hear create every day like do it every day because yeah. of course, muscle memory the more you do it the better you get etc etc yeah but yeah. I would some people that's particularly overwhelming especially when you think that 
this is a hobby. This is not their job. This is, you know, and they might have, right. they might be parents. They, whether it's to, to humans or whether it's to puppy dogs or kittens or any sorts of things like, and trying to fit yeah. that in a daily practice can be hard. But what you've, it sounds like what you've got there with a weekly thing is not quite as intimidating, particularly for someone. Yeah. And it's just, you know, we're all so busy. We are yeah. busy people and we've got so many things going on in our lives with family and work and, and health and exercise and all this stuff. And often art comes at the bottom of your list of things that you can focus on during a day. Yeah. And so one of the great things about collage art is that it's so, it's so forgiving as far as time goes. It's what I mean is, you can start a collage and if you need to take a break in five minutes to go feed the kids, you can do that because mm -hmm. you're not, you're not dealing with a palette full of paints. Yeah. You're not dealing with something that's going to be drying or, you know, that you have to, to sit down and to complete it in a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. And with collage art, if you literally have five minutes, pockets of five minutes throughout your day, you can find ways to, to, to create something. Yeah. And that's why I love collage art. That's why it's, it's been perfect for me. And, you know, for somebody who's, who is a mom with little kids and to get distracted and all that stuff, I could step away and come back to it. Yeah. And it was really helpful in helping me kind of find, find my voice and to, to, for me to be able to center on myself, even if it was just for these very short periods of time through the day. So how did, how did you come to collage? Like, obviously, you said you you became a mum, so therefore you had time at home. So therefore, you you know you wanted well, you had a different. Your time was different to before when you were working. So, like, what, what was it? The how, did you do other things before you came to collage? Did you fall straight into that? How did that come to be your passion? Well, I started. I, I knew that I needed a hobby. I mm -hmm. needed to do something because. Um, I was starting to go a little bit crazy with mommy, 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 and I lost my sense of self and mm -hmm. I could only just be this, you know, just be a mom. And I, I just lost who I was. So I was like, yes, I need a hobby. I need something that is only for me. And I started with sewing um, mm -hmm. and I quickly realized that I hated it. It was <laughs> just not for me. And then I'd always wanted to paint. And um, I started thinking of watercolor, but I knew nothing. And I, then I thought, oh, I'll have to take classes. And then, you know, how am I going to paint and have paints everywhere with the kids? And, you know, this is not going to work. Mm -hmm. And then so collage was just more of a natural fit. I, I already loved history. And I loved old things. Yeah. So I had a collection of, you know, old letters and postcards and trade cards, um, things like that. And I thought, wow, it's so cool that paper is, it's flat and it's, you, you can do things with it and, and make something beautiful, just like you could sew something, right? You put yeah. fabrics together, you, you create a quilt, but you can also put papers together and create collages and all you need is a glue stick and scissors mm -hmm. and, and a place to glue these papers into, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it just, it just was a good fit uh, for me. And then as I, I, I wasn't good at it at the beginning. 
And I, I did it more and more and, and, you know, gained confidence. And I just loved it. I loved that I was able to complete something. I love how I loved how I felt when I did complete something. And, um, and it was just, it was just the right fit for me. And I really wanted to encourage others to find that joy in, in, in being creative in, in making something that you love. So I'm curious to know, because you said you had a collection of, you know, old letters and postcards and things like that, where this may sound crazy, but it's not something I've ever dived into myself. So I genuinely don't know. Where do you find these old letters and postcards and things? Like, is this a, is this a world where you find these things online or are you going to sort of, well, here in Australia, we call them garage sales. I'm not sure what you call them in America, the world, <laughs> but like the same the, thing. Same thing. Same thing. Garage sales. Well, obviously, pre-COVID, things have probably changed now. I would imagine. Like, how do you find these things? Because I think that's probably sometimes, like, especially when I've browsed your both your website and your Instagram, and just stunning. Like, just just absolutely beautiful pieces you're creating. But I do look at them and go. Because I don't buy magazines or any of that sort of stuff anymore. I know, I know they're not right. old, but you know what I mean? Like, right. So where do you find particularly these older pieces? Because I'm like, these are beautiful, but where are they in the world and how do they come to being in your possession? Well, now I know specifically the kinds of things that I am looking for to put mm-hmm. in my art. And mm-hmm. in that case, I can go directly to eBay or to Etsy and, and look up you know, uh, trade cards from the early 1900s and, you know, find specifically what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. But um, if if you don't know yet, um, if you're just starting out and you quite you don't quite know what your style is and you're just experimenting, the better thing to do is to start locally. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is go to library used book sales or to the charity shops and look for old books that way. Yeah. Um, antique shops, garage sales, as you said, like, or also estate sales, um, those types of places, you know, just kind of keep an eye out for things, something yeah. that's interesting. Um, and then you'll kind of find your style. And then there's also, if you don't want to spend money, which is, you know, some people just love the thrill of, looking for things in food packaging, for example, how, you know, how often do you see like a pretty candy wrapper or a cough drop wrapper Mm -hmm. or, you know, a box of crackers that's just designed really well. And you're like, Oh, that's, that's, that's appealing, right? You know, you can do something with that box. You just cut it out, cut out the front and, and you can use it in a collage. And also it's just stuff that comes in the mail, you know, you're recycling, um, just keep an eye out for little interesting images and set them aside. Uh, you don't have to do anything with them right away. Um, and that, then you can just go through them later when you start to want to collage with things and see what works for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then once you know, then you can, you know, go the, the eBay route and, <laughs> and find specific letters or, or things like that. So how do you store because I imagine you have a lot of ephemera sitting around no. waiting. No, no actually, oh. I don't. I am. I my husband is super 
I don't even know how to explain it. He is, he does not like clutter. He doesn't like mess. He doesn't, you know, there's, I don't have a whole lot of storage for things. And so I've really, really held back from buying. And, and I do have, of course, I've got a, you know, like a, a drawer full of mm-hmm. stuff or, mm-hmm. but I don't have boxes and boxes of things. No way. Cool. Um, because when you also, when you have too much, you don't remember what you have. Yeah, right. And then the it, you, you just kind of loads up and then it, you start turning into a hoarder or <laughs> you get nervous about, I get nervous about stuff like that. So, um, I deliberately do not, I hold back as much as I can and not buy things unless I, I have a project in mind or, you know, uh, unless I really love it, then, then I'll get it. So do you, like you, obviously, because you've been doing this for, for five years, you, you kind of know what you want to produce or make when you look at something. Do you, do you find yourself ever starting a project and it actually doesn't turn out how you thought like not necessarily that's better or worse but you had something in mind and then once you start actually gluing things down you go oh it's actually headed off into a totally different direction than I thought well that's what I hope will happen because I get tired of doing the same thing again and again, and I don't want to be in that rut of, or just pigeonholed of, this is the only thing that you do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm, I'm kind of secretly hoping, well, I'll start this page and maybe it's going to turn into something that I hadn't planned and that will be a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm totally open for that um, to happen. And, um, but either way, I'm good. If I, if I produce similar things again and again, that's good. Mm. Um, or if I create something entirely different, then that's fabulous too. So is it a case of finding one particular thing, whether it's, um, you know, a section of a postcard or perhaps it's a, a really fancy signature on a letter, for example, like do you find something that becomes the centerpiece, like the driver for a, for a new piece or yeah. is it more organic? Like how does it work? It's That's absolutely it. It's, it's seeing something and your eye is drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just a portion, as you mm-hmm. said, like a piece of a postcard, just a top corner or just a little piece of an image half of a half of a photograph, you know, something like that. Or other times it's an entire piece. And I call those my muse pieces. Mm -hmm. This is this is the thing that inspires the rest of the collage. It's this it's the center or the focal of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll pick up something and I'll say, yep, that's my muse. That's the one I'm gonna center and that or you know focus on and I will choose the rest of my pieces of paper that will kind of go along or will help to, to enhance that muse piece. Mm -hmm. And then other times I will just have a bunch of kind of neutral background pieces that just kind of all flow together and create one big collage without having a specific uh, focal in mind. Nice. I like, I like that it's both like that. It just, it really sounds like it just depends on what you've got there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and being flexible, right? Yeah. I really like the sound of that. Like that sounds re- like a really good way to work. Like kind of yeah. 
Yeah, kind of like flexible. Yeah, like you said, flexible and, and not necessarily uh, set in stone how it has to be done this way or that way. Yeah, and again, it's it's all about time because so often you start something, you start putting a collage together and you're not really happy with it. And uh, again, one of the great things about collage art is that you don't need to glue things down right away. Yeah. You've got your papers and you can move them around on your page. So you set it and then you walk away. You yeah. just leave it for an hour or a day or even a week sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you come back to it and you see it with fresh eyes. And then you're like, nope, I got to take this page or this piece out and replace it and put this in. Or I like it the way it is, but it's all very neutral and I need to have a focal point. Um, that's, you know, you just kind of, it's, it's very flexible, very flexible. So how, obviously I, having done my research, I have, as I said, I looked, I looked on your website and your Instagram. So I know the, I well, probably don't know the answer to this, but like, I know that you don't just work on a, you know, in a notebook, standard sketchbook, that kind of thing. Where do you, for example, I'm thinking particularly what's stuck in my mind are the Rolodex pages you work on. I suspect part of the reason I love them so much is it is such a different shape. Like they're not yeah. a traditional yeah. rectangle or square. Like there is something yeah. to me about seeing a page that doesn't look quote unquote normal that right. really draws my eye. So how do you, like, how do you decide? Is it, do some pieces work better in that format or is it just sort of like, how does it work? Well, um, I guess part of the far, part of the interest, part of the thrill of collage art is finding the places to put your collages in. Mm -hmm. And that's where glue books come in. That's what okay. a glue book is basically, right? Yep. So you can take an ordinary blank journal with, you know, white blank pages and turn it into a glue book by collaging onto those pages. Um, but you can also take kind of unusual things like a set of index cards, you know, or um, what else? Um, like a Rolodex, as, as you yes. mentioned. That's, yes. that's so fun. Um, there's you pretty much the sky's the limit. You can do an altered book, you know, take an old textbook, tear out some of the pages, glue some of the pages together so that they're a little bit more sturdy and then glue on top of that. And I mean, you saw, or that's, that's what they used to do hundreds of years ago because they didn't yep. have other resources and they would just use what they had. And somebody had a book and the book was not being used for anything. So they started gluing stuff into it. Um, so it's, it's so fun to come up with creative ways to create glue books. Sometimes they're junk journals. Sometimes they're just, um, kind of random pages that you put together and then bind with some binder clips or, you know, ring, ring binders or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's when you have those different backgrounds or different kinds of pages, then that also gives you ideas for how you want to collage onto them. So yeah, the different unique glue books are totally a good or a great part, an important part of, of creating collage. And I guess the beautiful thing about that is every single one, every single book is unique to you, the artist. 
Like yes. even I suspect even if, every, if, you know, if you gave 10 people the exact same um, pieces to create 10 different or, how you know, different pages and then they all yeah. got put together, everyone would be completely different. Yeah, and I do that. I Once a month I create a challenge. It's called Take Three. Um, it's three vintage images and, uh, you know, it's, I, I put it out in a, in a PDF or a JPEG people download them and then cut them out and create collages with them. And it's awesome to see the different things that people come up with, with the same three images. Yeah. Because your, your take on them is one thing and my take on them is another and then someone else's is totally different again and it's yeah it's so cool. Like I, d- I do love that about art is how it can, it's just so personal, you know, it's just, it's you and I'm sure even your mood probably even changes how a layout might appear, you know, one day over another even. And as you said, I guess that's yeah. the nice thing about not gluing them down straight away is, you know, you might not be in the best mood or you might be in one, you know, way of thinking and then you come back to it and that's why it changes because you're like, oh, no, that's not how I feel today. Yeah, and it is also personal in the respect that my papers are not going to match your papers, even Mm -hmm. if we are are doing things in the same kind of vintage style. Mm -hmm. You know, the stuff that I have found, you know, in in, in my sphere um, or, you know, what I have at home, it's, it's going to be different from, from somebody else's, even, you know, even if they're trying to copy the style of, of how the collage is done. So sometimes people worry about that. Oh, I'm copying too much, or it's going to look just like yours. Well, that's not really going to happen when you do that with collage art, because my papers are different than your papers. So it's going Mm -hmm. to come out differently. Mm -hmm. So what inspires you? Um, History kind of history inspires me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I belong to my local historical society, um, and history has just been really important to me. With holding on to um, things that belong to my grandparents and 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 things like that. So that's that's definitely a big thing for me. And just just having that that tangible contact with something that's a hundred years old or two hundred years old is just really awesome. Yeah. And so that's that I guess I, I guess that that would be what inspires me. So have you used your did you say grandparents? Have you used things from them their lives in like directly that they had or like letters or things of photos or is it just more a general feel? Um well this is this is kind of a big topic that a lot of people ask about. Do I use original stuff when I collage or, you know, should I try and make copies of it and just, you know, use copies? And there's some artists who only work with originals and they don't use copies of anything. But if you have, you know, the ship log of your grandparents traveling, you know, great grandparents when they when they immigrated, you know, to whatever, wherever, um, would you use that in a collage? No, probably not. Right. For those, those, so those certain things you would make a copy of, but there are a bunch of papers that, uh, relatives of my husband sent to us and they said, Hey, we're throwing out all this stuff. 
Uh, my husband's from Slovakia. And um, so, you know, his whole life of generations and generations of his family are in, are Slovak, sent me a huge pile of, you know, papers. And they're not really anything important. Um, just they're just just papers, old papers. And I did use those in, in original collages. So you have to make a decision based on, you know, what you think is the best thing to do. What's, what's your purpose with it? What are you going to do with this collage? You know, if you plan to hold on to it and pass it on to another generation, then of course you can use your originals if you want to, right? Yeah. Otherwise they will just sit in a drawer and nothing's going to, yeah. they're not going to be appreciated by anybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, there's certain times when you, when you can use them. And then other times, of course, you'll make a decision whether or not you want to use an original photo of your great grandparents wedding, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, it's all personal. Yeah. And I suppose the nice thing about repurposing those papers and, and or anything really that have, like aside from the personal attachment or that they have because, you know, they're part of your husband's family, mm-hmm. they're potentially now going to be seen by people as opposed to just sitting in a drawer, in a box, yes. storage yes. somewhere. Like, I yes. mean, yeah, there's something really quite quite um, beautiful about that letting them be seen in a completely new way and being appreciated even if it's just admiring you know if it's a handwritten letter just admiring the handwriting and knowing that a human a person whether it was 50 or 100 years ago or whatever sat down and took the time to write that letter like it still exists just in a slightly different form yeah and again with collage you know what you glue it on is is important. You can put it in a journal or, you know, some kind of book form that you can put in a bookshelf and it gets saved that way. But another thing you can do is collage onto a canvas. And that's Mm -hmm. what I did with my husband's uh, uh, documents from his family. I, I took these, these large pieces of mostly they were like work documents, you know, where people were employed and what position they had. So again, they're not, not terribly important, but you know, they're records from the 1940s or fifties. So I just took a whole bunch of them and I, I adhered those onto a, a large canvas and uh, with some, with photos, I did scan those ones I scanned and yeah. I printed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I purchased on eBay. I bought some old currency, Czechoslovakia currency Oh wow! I had a bunch of postage stamps from Czechoslovakia and a bunch of old postcards. And I used both sides, some, sometimes the front, sometimes the back and just made a huge collage of everything Czechoslovakia and, and his family's, um, you know, photos and papers. And it turned out really great. And it's something that hangs in our living room. And when people come over, you know, they can see it and they can walk right up to it and see those vintage papers and, and just really notice them and, and appreciate them rather than have those papers, you know, sit in a drawer and not be seen at all. That sounds amazing. And that sounds like a project that I imagine a lot of people could probably do for themselves. Like a lot of us, especially when, uh, you know, a, important you know a grandparent or something like that dies you do often end up with just 
documents, just, you know, stuff. And I guess that's a really nice way to, instead of just popping it in the, you know, in to be recycled or whatever, yeah. to keep it and, and have it. That's the one thing I, I find myself thinking about every year around my birthday, which I've which I've actually just recently had, is my nana passed away a few years ago and I used to get a birthday card every year, handwritten by her, you know, and I don't mm, get that yeah. now. And I still have yeah. them. I've got, I've got them somewhere, but it's that. Yeah. It would be lovely to see that again. Do you know what I mean? And you're making me yeah. think I need to find them and dig them out and do something with them because it's that. She she lives on in my memory, of course she does. But it's just right. seeing, you know, you don't see, you miss not seeing her handwriting scrawled yeah. on a on a card every year, and it's like. Yeah, right. I think that's a wonderful thing pretty much all of us could could really do. Yep, yep. The other project I did, family, I did a couple of projects. Um, well, but the other one I was thinking of just now is uh, I inherited a, bu- a box of sewing notions from my grandmother who did mm-hmm. a ton of sewing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, w- what am I going to do with this box it's, if I just let it sit here? Um I need to, I want to do something with it. And I, and I also, I don't want to keep all of it because mm-hmm. it, it's, there's a lot of things I will never use and there's just no purpose to hold on to them anymore. So what I did was I created a, a junk journal, which is when you, you know, tea dye papers and kind of create signatures with, with these papers. And then I sewed, I stitched, uh, I stitched those papers into an old book covers and then inside those pages, I took paint, uh, photos from my grandma, some old letters that she had written to me or when I was uh, living abroad in Slovakia, and then also took all, all those sewing notions or a, a large portion of them and just kind of glued them into the pages. And um, in the case with buttons, I would actually kind of you know stitch them in the, on the pages and I created this book, and that's what I saved from my grandmother's things. And it's something that I will pass on to my daughter. And the rest of the things I was able to 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 give away and not feel guilty about um, the fact that I wasn't using them. Yeah, that's lovely. So you you did mention at the start, and I know from my research, you do, you know, you have courses available, you do teach, and you said, you know, that you 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 like to share with others collage so as they can perhaps experience that same, you know, joy that you, yeah. that you do. Can we talk yeah. a little bit about, like, what you offer in terms of, because I imagine there are people listening who go, you know what, this sounds like, what I would like to try, but I really don't know where to go. So if we sort of talk right. about what you offer, what, what what does it involve? What what would somebody need to bring to the table for to learn how to do collage with you? Um well there's if you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of time and this sounds really great to you, hey, I would love to do something with collage because it sounds really flexible you know, always start with YouTube because um, it's free and you can kind of see lots of um, examples and and see, you know, if this is the thing that you would like to do. And on my YouTube channel, I have something, uh, I think it's like an introduction to collage art. And I kind of go over some basics 
And that's a, that's a very good place to start and it's free. Um, courses, I have another, I have a free course called uh, Five Minutes at a Time. And that's where I, again, go over the concept of if you are, if you are, have limited amount of time and you really have this drive to be creative, you want to do something, you feel like you need to create and to do something, um, then this kind of shows you how to take those small snippets of time through your day to, to be creative, how to start on a project and work through it over a period of time with, with bits, with small bits of time during your day. So that's also a free course. And then I have a course for creating on a canvas, as I just talked about with, with my husband's uh, papers. Mm -hmm. I, I did, I did do a course for that in case somebody had in mind that they wanted to do a big project like that. Yeah. Um, you kind of have to be a little bit more confident with what you're doing because you're going to be, you know, using papers that might be more valuable or, you know, might be more important to you. So that would be something that would be a little bit more intermediate or advanced, but maybe not. Maybe if you're confident and say, Hey, I want to do this. Um, show me how, okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned about your, and the name has slipped my mind of, of the three uh, things that you do. Is it was it monthly? The three pieces. So I have a, I do a couple of things. So yep. what I'm always trying to do is encourage people to create. I want you to be creative with collage art, not just admire other people's work, but to actually do it. Mm-hmm. So I try and create challenges and projects to make make people creative. And one of the things I do is this call, it's called take three Mm -hmm. and I have it posted on my website. It's under assignments on the menu tab. And every month you get a new set of images. And again, this is all free and you can create with it and you can share. I always put hashtags on everything. So you can share what you've done on Instagram or I have um, a, a creative space called the collage art collective. And there it's, it's also a free group. Um, it's like Facebook. I got off Facebook. I just couldn't stand it anymore with all the advertisements <laughs> and political yeah. stuff. I just, I just yeah. couldn't take it. So nope, I was like, I'm worry, creating my own Facebook. Yeah. I'm the same. I haven't used it for years. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I created my own environment, my own group environment, uh, where you can go and post what you've been working on or ask questions, anything like that. And it's called the Collage Art Collective. So there I have those assignments, the take three. And then the other big thing is the weekly assignments, and that's the collage weekly planner. So I that I sell in book form, but also in digital. And um, plus, I offer those assignments every week on my website, marguerite.miller.com. And you can just get them for free and just collage with with the assignments. Sounds sounds great. It sounds like a really good way for people to get into and stay uh, stay inspired by by things. Yeah, and the assignments are particularly good if you are new with collage art because mm-hmm. let me explain what they are. So you get five prompts, and an example would be of these five would be a postage stamp would be one, or something round is another, or something shiny or um, a piece of a postcard. Um, So I give you 
five things and it's like, it's like a scavenger hunt. You find those things in your papers mm-hmm. and there is a bonus, a sixth prompt. And that's you, you use that prompt in case you don't have one of the five. If nice. you say, Oh, I don't have anything yep. shiny. Yep. Um, you just, you swap in the bonus. Nice. So <laughs> you have those, those five things, you collect them and then you collage with them. You can add some other papers if you want. You can add some stickers or rubber stamping, whatever to, to add, to embellish your collage. And it's so many people have told me, oh, Marguerite, these are so, so great. Because often I sit down to start collaging and I'm overwhelmed with too many choices. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to start. I, I just, I get, I see a blank page and I get scared and I just can't, you know, it just, and then I go back to YouTube and I watch somebody else's videos. <laughs> and so that's where I was like, here, it's it's kind of like collage with training wheels. That's yeah. That's the way I see it. And so those, those weekly assignments are, are really helpful for beginners. And you just, you do them again and again, week after week, and you gain confidence and, you know, you really can see yourself grow. Sounds fantastic. Sounds like a really great way to get started and stay, stay focused and stay yeah. you know, in love. So I've got to ask because, you know, we are the art supply posse. Do you have... And I imagine your art supplies stash is probably not as huge as some of the people I, I chat with. And I'll be the first to confess, you know, I don't need to. Everyone listens and knows this, but I, I have many in art supply. But do you have, I imagine, is there one glue that's better than another glue? Like do you find yourself using a particular brand or a particular thing quite frequently? Do you do any, and for that matter, do you do any actual writing in like any handwriting or calligraphy or anything like that in any of your work or is it just all stuff you're you're gluing down and then there's nothing else needed other than a glue stick like what's what's just what's that like yeah it's pretty much visual for me I Mm -hmm. I'm even though I was a technical writer for years years I don't journal I don't (laughs) like to write about my day and you know, that sort of thing. I'm, I'm not a diary kind of person at all. So Mm -hmm. I, I I don't enjoy that. And I only, it's just the visual, the visual things for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as off as, as um, supplies, art supplies, um, glues, yes, those are very, well, it's, it's a critical part of collage. And yet, the kind of glue is not really that important. Um, okay. Lots of people, uh, lots of people ask that question: What glue should I use? Which one should I buy? And honestly, I, I love glue sticks, and it's pretty much what you can find in in your in your shops. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to order something special. Um, I I like Yuhu. It's U H U. Those yep. those glue yep. sticks will work okay. Yes. <laughs> um, they they sometimes kind of curl my paper a little bit and I've been experimenting with with other glue sticks and I've just found something at my local office supply um, that I like. Um, so I'm just using that. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that is very important for me is double-sided tape. Oh, and course. I use those for the heavier um, card pieces. Mm-hmm. Like even like a, think of a, a postcard, for example, right? Yeah. I, I yeah. wouldn't really use a glue stick on a postcard, especially if it's got a glossy side to it. Mm-hmm. So 
double-sided tape is important. And, um, oh, that I, you know what, there is one in particular, and I did not, I don't remember the brand name. I think, oh, actually, I think it's called SCORE, S-K-O-R, mm-hmm. SCORE tape. Okay. Um, that's, it's, it's a very, it doesn't have, I guess it's non-acidic or something like that. And yeah. it will yeah. not leave any, any marks. Nothing will come through yeah. um, on the other side of the paper. So uh, double-sided tape is, is very important to me. And I will, I will invest in, in good double-sided tape, you know, yeah. um, not the cheap stuff uh, no. because um, yeah, that, yeah, that, very that's, important. especially important. when using, well, when using photographs, especially it's particularly important. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So this may sound a little weird, but do you ever, and maybe, maybe with the bigger pieces on canvas, do you ever have to protect your work in any way? Or is it not needed? That's another big debate question. People ask, do I put a varnish over the top? How Mm. do I coat it? You know, what Mm. do I do? And again, to me, it comes down to the vintage paper and wanting that raw look. I don't want it to be covered up. I don't want it to be altered by a sheen of some kind of adhesive or not a um, varnish. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want it to be altered by some kind of varnish. So I leave everything as it is. And if it, if it changes because it's being exposed to air, then that's, that's what's going to happen. It's going to age more. Yeah. Um, it, and sometimes you can think about, you know, uh, matting it and covering it with glass. If you're using a large, you know, uh, you know, framing something, that's mm-hmm. that's possible, and I've done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I I don't use any kind of um, Mod Podge. I, I really do not like Mod Podge because it's very sticky. Mm. It leaves a kind of a tackiness on top. Yeah. Um, so I avoid those, and I I avoid varnishes in general. Good. I'm glad I asked because I it come to me and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's a thing. <laughs> and again, it is. And- it's from just I seeing do. things online. I think that you you don't know or you do know. And I guess this is a really nice thing with your with your courses, whether it's the free one or whether it's 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 the paid one, is people like you can get a lot of information from YouTube. Don't get me wrong, I've I do it quite frequently, but sometimes yeah. there are questions you just need answered that you might not be able to get in any other way. And I think that's the really good thing about being able to do a course or do some kind of ongoing yeah. project. If you, especially if you've created, you know, the College Art Collective, I imagine there's a place there for people to ask questions and and have them answered. Mm-hmm. That would be right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it is is just your personal taste. Um, uh, another type of art that I do a lot of is is correspondence art, which is, you know, mail art where you you create something, and in my case, I create collages, and then mail it off to other people who, who like to do the same thing. And and we exchange, you know, stuff through the mail. And if I create my own postcards with, with collages, you know, um, some people, when they do it, they do put a coat of varnish over the top just to keep it protected while it's going through the mail system. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know how if you know it's kind of scary when you send your papers naked through the mail, and who knows, you know how if they're going to get torn or you know yeah. whatever. And so, yeah. <laughs> uh, some people really, you know, put the layers of varnish on top, and that's totally fine. You know, that's a that's a personal choice. So, yeah. um, 
it's all about experimenting. Yeah, I love it. It sounds fantastic. So is there anything else, Marguerite, to talk about? Have we covered everything? How are you feeling about our chat? Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, you haven't asked me yet about people who have influenced me. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> let's do that. Who has influenced you? Um, well, the there's there's one person in particular that I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. Her name is Pamela Gerard. And she's in the San she's in San Francisco, which is not too far from me. And she influenced me a lot uh, when I was when I was starting five years ago, because she showed me lots of things that I had never seen before. For example, Rolodex card art that mm-hmm. was a completely new thing to me. And um, you know, she has you know just whole bunches or several. She has several of those files, Rolodex files, uh, full of cards. And it was just so awesome, you know, to see in person, see her art. Um, she also introduced me to mail art, correspondence mm-hmm. art and, uh, artist trading cards, ATCs. Those are, those are fun too. So she had a big influence on me on in creating collage art with vintage papers, mm-hmm. real vintage papers and, and not, um, not reproductions and you know just the versatile ways that you can you can use them actually you just made me think what are artist trading cards because i've i've sort of saw i saw the term and and but what what is it exactly so they are the size of a playing card basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you depending on what kind of art you do you create something on the, you know, the size of, of, of that, of a playing card. And then you just, uh, share them with other artists and people like to collect them. You know, they have, uh, there's exchanges. Uh, so in, in my, in my group in the collage art collective, I provide opportunities every quarter to exchange mail art. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes it's ATCs, sometimes it's postcards, Sometimes it is zines, which is creating a small little book. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we trade those as well. So yeah, ATCs, and you know, you create art on one side, and on the back, you you sign it and you date it, and you know, you can put a quote or you know, just leave it as that, and and trade them with other people. Nice, cool. Thank you. <laughs> I'd yeah. see and I'm like, I'm not exactly sure hundred percent what it is. <laughs> yeah. And it's and then there's also artist trading coins, which is oh. they're round, but you know what? There's a there's a particular diameter of those circumference, and I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Um, but they're round rather than, you know, rectangular. Huh. Okay, cool. I'll have to do yep. some more digging. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. I love that. I love how, how one thread of train of thought can take you from one thing to another and a whole yeah. other is found and dive down into. <laughs> right, right. Another another great a fun thing to put in in collages are postage stamps, old postage stamps. Oh yeah. And they are sold pretty cheaply online. You can find, you know, a a pound of old postage stamps on eBay or even on Etsy has them too. 
Um, those are so, so fun because they're small little pieces of, um, you know, interesting pieces of, of art lots of times. Yay. And you add them to your collages and they really, you know, create uh, something special, right? Yep. Those, yeah. are, those are fun. Yeah, I've actually begun collecting, uh, st- not collecting, but like if I purchase something from overseas, for example, and it's stamps as opposed to, you know, those um, more generic computer generated type of yes, things. Yes, yes. Sort of I've got a, you know, a half dozen or a few of them that I've just popped in a drawer to probably just stick into a journal or something. I haven't done anything with them yet, but you're right. They're, it's especially these ones from another country. They're just so different and unique to what I'm used to looking at every day. And, um, yeah, there's just something about seeing that, that art and that, because they are, they're art. Like that's the other amazing thing. We tend to maybe ignore to an extent postage stamps and the art that they contain, but they're there and they get used all the time. And, you know, some of them are pretty spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, those I'm I'm starting to think of all the things like the special little touches that I put in my collages that are that really add something special. Um postage stamps is a huge one. Uh the other ones I are the other ones I I like to use are rubber stamps, rubber mm-hmm. stampings. Mm-hmm. If you have a collection of, you know, rubber stamps and it doesn't need to be a whole lot. You just you just use the ones that you like the most again and again. That's that's basically what I do. Yeah. Um and then you can use different color inks on your collages, which is really nice too. And then the other thing that I like to collect and use in collage art is old currency, old, you know, banknotes from, from different countries. And it's the same concept with postage stamps in that countries, they, they put resources, good resources into into people who can design and create beautiful postage stamps and beautiful currencies. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you see really fancy, fancy things um, on old currencies, just beautiful scroll work and fonts and, you know, things of that, that, that kind. And same thing with, with postage stamps. And so that's why there's such a great thing to, to look for and hold on to because, you know, they're just, really really beautiful pieces and and then if you also like particularly re- particular regions of the world or particular countries or you know subjects that interest you things like that then you know postage stamps are really good too yeah and i guess the other thing with that like you've just made me realize or remember i've got currency from the few times i've traveled overseas and you know how you don't often but you sometimes yeah. have a little bit of notes or coins Yes. Funny, so you don't want to get rid of it, but it's just sitting there. Right. Why not use that? Because it it also becomes part of your memory of visiting that place. Like, you know, and it reminds you of that time and and how much fun you had, I assume. So it would be nice to to use utilize that kind of thing too. Yes. So you definitely can collage with currency and you can use them in small collages like you would do in a notebook or journal or um, I created a, another one on a canvas just of my time that I lived in, in Europe. I, mm-hmm. I saved a bunch of photos and, and I also took pages out of an old a travel guide okay. and just kind of created a huge, you know, collage of places that I had visited and that I enjoyed being at. 
and then put things like currency or receipts or you know things of that sort to help to pull it all together into something of a of a big memory of of where I'd been. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I really like that. And I guess there would be a lot of us, you know, I'm saying us because it's something I do. I've got a what I call a travel journal that comes mm-hmm. with me wherever I go when I'm, you know, going away for a holiday. And I tend to just, well, not just, but I tend to write in it and I put photos in it and I'll do little drawings. But now you've just made me realise, well, I can be collaging with bits and pieces I collect, you know, yeah. whether it's whether it's currency or whether it's just simply, uh, you know, business cards from places I had a really good coffee yeah. or a good meal. Exactly. Like there's a whole world that you've just opened oh, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I've, I've, you know what, because my husband for his job, he travels all over the place. He goes to Japan, he goes to France, he goes, you know, everywhere. And he knows, you know, because we've been married for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows that when when he's one, in one of these places, you know, to bring me back all kinds of, of things of, of menus from a restaurant, or as you said, a business card or all those types of things. And it's, it's so funny. He comes back with a, with a little stack of, of papers and he's like, you know what? You don't want candy. You don't want wine. You just want paper. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's how I'm, I'm thrilled, you know, like, Oh yeah, look at this. <laughs> and the great thing for him is it's not heavy. So it's not going to make him have uh, any excess yeah. charges. Yeah. <laughs> it's flat. It fits perfectly into a suitcase. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's the perfect thing for him. <laughs> oh, I love yep. it. I love it. Oh, that's just been such an inspiring chat. Oh, my goodness. My mind is just literally exploding with ideas. And um, Yay. <laughs> I do sometimes feel like the, I'm so glad this gets shared with everyone, like this is a podcast because sometimes I just get so full of ideas and inspiration and I'm like, oh, I have to share this with everybody and it's so good that yeah. I am. Like, yeah. I hope I hope if nothing else from this podcast, we just inspire people to create. Like, that's what we yes. want. It's yes. just whether it's collage, whether it's, I don't know, building sandcastles, like just right. get out and create a thing and, you know, yep. just that's all we want really is just to inspire people. Yeah. You get so much out of it. You really, really do. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, well, Marguerite, where is the best place for people to find you? Um, the best place is on my website, marguerite.miller.com. Mm-hmm. From there, um, there's links to other places such as the Collage Art Collective, um, to, I also have links on the menu for courses and things like that. So Beautiful. pretty much that's the best place. Additionally, I'm very active on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I'm I think I'm just Marguerite Miller. I mean, if you if you, you look are, at Marguerite yeah. Miller, you'll find. I think it's Marguerite dot Miller because I just okay. before we okay. um before we recorded, I jumped onto Instagram and uh, followed you because I realized I hadn't done that yet. So um, yeah, I'm pretty certain it was Marguerite dot Miller. Yeah, but there'll be links yep. in the show notes anyway, so there's no stress. There'll be links in. This. Okay. Yeah, so okay. people will be able to find you. Not a problem at all. <laughs> yep yep and then the last place is is youtube is uh, i don't yep. make too i don't do them too often but um when i have something to share then then i i do choose youtube <laughs> nice 
Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for, for making time and joining us. I've just loved this, this conversation so thank much. Thank you. Thanks so much for the opportunity to, to put My the pleasure. word out for collage art. Yay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.